0: Julie, and welcome to the Corvary Yogi Podcast. Today, I want to reveal a top habit of all high performers. And I'm warning you, it's not exactly what you think it's going to be. When I explain it, you might even feel a little bit of resistance. It is a practice that requires maturity and discipline And planning, and most importantly, it requires you to do less and say no. The habit that I'm talking about is the art of reflection, and it's absolutely critical as a conscious leader. Think about it. Have you ever heard of a successful CEO at an established company who spends all their time in the weeds, who micromanages their team members? I don't think so. In a small company or a startup, yes, definitely, we do see that a lot, but not in a major established organization. It just would never happen. Because part of the process of maturing and stepping up is learning how to manage your time and how to balance the time that you spend in your business versus the time that you spend on your business. You've just got to learn how to zoom out, to reflect, and see the big picture. So here's a look at what you're going to learn today. First, you're going to learn what reflection actually is and why it's so important. In the second segment, you'll learn tips to help you reflect regularly. In the third segment, I'm going to share a fantastic resource that will help you jumpstart your reflection process and make you part of the elite 3% of the population. And then in the last segment, I'm going to share some proof points from my clients of how they have directly benefited from reflection. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Now, there are a number of reasons why we need to reflect. I'm going to share three of them here with you now. The most important of which is that reflection and zooming out to look at the big picture it helps us to recognize if we're on track or not and if we're not then we can change course get back to where we need to be there is nothing worse than watching someone go down the rabbit hole of a bad idea, and no matter how many signs there are to abort mission and jump to plan B, they stay laser focused on going down that rabbit hole. It's so, so hard to watch. Whereas if they had a steady practice of reflection, they wouldn't enter that rabbit hole, or they at least wouldn't go down as deep into the rabbit hole. The reflection would force them to see that the path that they're on and really recognize that they are off track from what their main objectives are. Now, another benefit of reflection is that it helps us to be in charge of our own destiny instead of living by other people's agenda. You know, it's too easy for other people to put goals in our path to give us priorities of what we should be doing. Now, this essentially detracts us from our ability to accomplish our own predetermined goals. As a leader, you're going to be inundated with advice, with ideas from others. And yes, some of that advice might even be really valuable. However, If you already have set a course, if you have set goals, you can't simply just change course every time someone suggests a new idea. Now, the third reason is that reflection helps us to minimize SOS, also known as shiny object syndrome. When new ideas or new opportunities are presented to us, we never want to just say yes without thinking it through especially when we have limited resources, like most of us do, right? We have a limited amount of time, a limited amount of money. So saying yes to a new opportunity would likely mean saying no to your original or current plan. And how do we ever gain traction and measure results if we don't follow through? So to recap, keeps us on track and out of rabbit holes. Two, it keeps us immune to other ideas and distractions. And three, it helps us to minimize SOS, or shiny object syndrome. Okay, now I want to share a few tips on how to reflect. Tip number one, pick a regular time and make it non-negotiable in your schedule. The cadence of how often you reflect really depends on you. You may find that once a week is a good cadence, and then you start to build out reflection time for, say, a three-hour block on Friday afternoons, and you have that dedicated time to really focus on what is working, what isn't working. And this reflection can be done digitally with your laptop. You could type things out. You could also do it old school with pen and paper and just do a bit of journaling. It can be by yourself, it can be with another person, or it could be with a group of people that you put together who regularly inspire you. There is no one single formula of how reflection has to look. Pick something that works for you. I know some more senior people who find weekly reflection is just a bit too frequent for them. So they prefer to do it once a month, and they pick a time slot that really works, the cadence is completely up to you. There's no right or wrong. So pick what feels right and then be consistent with it. Now, you might be wondering, what exactly do I do during this reflection? Well, an obvious place to start is to check in on your goals. See if you're on track with them. You can also ask, hey, what's going really well? What is sucking my soul right now? where am I feeling stuck? What is holding me back? You can also analyze how you're spending your time each day and build more habits and behaviors, things like batching or time boxing at work, restricting how much time you spend on social media, or maybe planning out your day to have more structure. Okay, tip number two be realistic. To say that you're going to reflect for two hours every single day might not be realistic, and you might be setting yourself up for failure. So try to find the right formula for you. You want to be able to look forward to it every time that you do it, not feel like it's a should or that it's an obligation. You also don't want to feel stressed out because you feel like there's other things at the office that really need to be done and here you are taking time off-site to reflect. Tip number three, shift geography and make it a really fun ritual. So this is my favorite tip because it's so simple yet so powerful. When we shift geography, what I mean by that is that we are moving to another location. Now this could be done at a different space in your home, it could be a different room at the office, Or it could be a public setting, like a restaurant or a coffee shop. You know, with all this pandemic nonsense, I've lost my ability to go to coffee shops, which is really heartbreaking, but I used to do that all the time, especially when I needed to really zoom out and reflect. Or if I was writing something, working on a podcast, or I needed to be creative. Restaurants also are a great venue too, because they tend to be quiet, in the off-peak hours, so I would sometimes book an 8 a.m. meeting, then you know, leave the waiter a big tip, let them know I'm just going to be working here for the next couple hours. And this simple shifting of geography is powerful. It gives us the opportunity to change our surroundings. And when we do that, we change the way that we think. We change our perspectives. We change our thought patterns. It gives us the chance to really do that big picture visionering Okay, I have one last tip on reflection. In tip two, I said that two hours of reflection every day might be overkill for you, but just to contradict myself, I do actually do daily reflection, but I don't spend two hours on it. I do it in two different ways. One is as I wind down the day, I finish up with my clients, I take a few minutes to review my passion planner and I check off everything that I did that day. And then I transfer anything into the next day that didn't get done or anything new that came up that needs to be addressed. This is reflection, yes. However, it literally takes five minutes max to do, but it is an important part of my routine. Then the other piece of daily reflection that I do is an evening reflection of writing out journal prompts. Now I do this in bed at night and it also is quite quick, like five minutes max, maybe 10 minutes. And it includes highlights from the day, what I am grateful for, and what I'm appreciating in that moment. Now, these are really short moments of reflection that I incorporate in my day. I would never sit and crawl into bed and start wondering if I'm on track, you know, for my five-year plan. No, it's not for that big picture reflection practice. Okay, so let's recap your tips here. Pick a regular time and make it non-negotiable. Two, be realistic. Three, shift geography. And the bonus tip, use short mini reflections throughout your day to really reflect on what happened and what was powerful. This will make sure that you prevent being in the dip and will help you stay really positive throughout your day. Okay, today is your lucky day because I have created the ultimate tool for reflection. It's included as part of my goal setting program, which is something that I do annually with clients. And this year, I have made it available for anyone to download from my website. Did you know that only 3%, 3% of adults have clear written goals, and as a result, This 3% accomplishes up to 10 times more as people who have never taken the time to write out what they want. It's true. Isn't this an amazing stat? I learned this years ago from Brian Tracy, and it actually really blows my mind. Only 3% of people actually take time to set goals and write them down. It makes me wonder, what the heck is everyone else doing? And of the people who actually do set goals, I'd have to say the biggest mistake that people make when they sit down and they start setting goals is that they don't reflect, get that theme today, they don't reflect on their previous year's goals to see what they actually accomplished. Big mistake. How will you ever master the process of setting goals if you don't ever measure or reflect on the goals that you set? right? You can't have goals without accountability. And really, your annual goals should be something that you write out daily and check in on on every month to see if you are on track. So that's the biggest mistake that I see people make when they set goals. They don't take time to reflect. All right? Now, this reflection piece that I have in the goal setting program is six I'm not kidding, six dedicated pages specifically on reflection. There are some fantastic questions that are really gonna make you think and be honest with yourself. It's kind of like giving you your own personal tough love mirror to hold up and reflect on the year. There's also a new feature that I added into the program this year it's called a personal report card. And this is where you do a check in on about eight different areas of your life, and you indicate how satisfied you are with this aspect of your life. We also take time to check in on your purpose, on your core values. Now this is the perfect time to really check in on those before the new year. So if you're really looking to build up your reflection muscle, this is the perfect opportunity to do it and check in on this program. You can head over to thecorporateyogi.com and visit the resources page and you will be able to download the entire program instantly. All right, while we're talking about goal setting here, I should also point out what the second biggest mistake is that people make when they set goals. Do you know what it is? It's that they set too many goals. There is this kind of more is better approach or mentality that people have when they set goals and they think that, you know, the more things they come up with and that they list, the better. And I couldn't disagree more. In fact, a big challenge that I see with many of my clients is that their life is completely out of balance. They are too high performing, too focused on one area of their life, and as a result, other areas of their life are suffering. So in phase two of the goal setting program, we actually set the goals anywhere from three to five goals. And then in phase three which is the implementing phase. This is where we actually commit to these changes in our life. We talk about habits, beliefs, and behaviors, the things that are going to enable us to be successful with these new goals. And this is a powerful part of the goal setting process and just as important as setting goals. You have to set yourself up for success. And one more addition, one more bonus that I added this year is at the end of the three sections, I added something called a bonus planning section. So you'll go through the reflection, the goal setting, the implementing, and then when you're done those three sections, the bonus planning section at the end will help you address your long term goals, things like. You know, what is on your bucket list? Where do you want to travel to? What sort of training and education do you want to take part in? This is essentially what I think of as long-range planning. So, if you want to access this program and you really want to invest some time in the holidays to really use your reflection muscle, head over to corporateyogi.com, go to the resources page, and you will find the goal setting program there to download. Okay, so let's take a minute to talk about the benefits of building a regular reflection practice. So I want to share some success stories from clients who have realized once they incorporated this practice into their life, how amazing the shifts that they've made. First off, I have a startup CEO who was so addicted to work. I mean, he was a self-proclaimed workaholic. And as a result, he was struggling in his relationship with his partner and also with his kids. He kept finding himself gravitating to work. He could just never get caught up on things for a variety of reasons. Part of it was his mindset. Part of it was time management and part of it was his personal discipline. But once we built up his habit of reflection He started to really see where he was spending all of his time and his energy. And as a result, it was really his fault that his personal relationships were failing. Reflection practice helped him hold up that mirror, see his patterns, and help him take responsibility for what he was doing and also what he wasn't prioritizing. Okay, a second example was a client who realized that his career was not what he really wanted to do in life. It was soul crushing for him. And so through this art of reflection, he recognized that and instead of blaming everything and everyone else, he's now on a path to creating a new business venture with a couple partners and he is regularly telling me how much more energized he feels and how much more excited he is ever before than he's remembered in his life. So doing regular reflection helped him realize that his job, although he was really good at it, and he was paid good money, wasn't actually fulfilling him. And he started down the path of shifting his career to do something that he really, really wanted to do. Okay, I have one more example, and this one is my personal favorite. I've been working with this particular client for about three years now, and he is a very driven individual, very successful, and through his work, he has a massive impact on not only his team, but of the clients that they serve. And about a year ago, we did some long-term planning through the Life Design Tool, and we figured out what he wanted to do with his long term life goals. You know, those big questions like, what do you want to do when you retire? What age do you want to retire at? Where are you going to live? How are you going to spend your time? Now through this process, he realized that he actually wanted to live in a different country with his partner and completely have a shift in lifestyle and also potentially build out a boutique agency that he worked at part time in his retirement. Well, the plan was that he would start rolling this out in about 10 years from now. And as he started to socialize this vision and tell others about it, he realized that he was actually closer to this vision than he thought he was. And he kept talking and talking and talking about it and getting more and more and more resonant. And then he started to wonder and question, especially during COVID, if he couldn't bump up this time to move to another country now and still keep his current job, just do it remotely. Well, he did it. And he had a courageous conversation with his boss. He got permission from her, sold her house, got visas, and they will be leaving the U.S. and moving to another country in the new year. That, my friends, is the power of having big dreams. Once you start reflecting, you run the risk of making them even bigger and making them come true even faster than you ever imagined. Okay, it's time to start wrapping up this episode on reflection, which is the top habit of high performers. If you enjoy this episode, I would love you to share it either with a friend or via social media or rate and review the podcast on whichever platform you listen. Thanks for tuning in today. And since this is going to be the last episode coming out this year, thank you for listening to this podcast the entire year. And I wish you all the best for the holidays and also going into 2022. Now, don't forget to grab your reflection over the holidays and do some exciting goal setting for 2022. You can grab the download. It's completely free. Head over to thecorporateyogi.com and click on the resources page and you will see it right there waiting for you. Thank you so much. And I hope that you have a safe, and happy holiday season, and I wish you an amazing new year.